History Podcast. I'm Allison. I'm Jordan. Welcome to episode 63 on Adolf Hitler part two. Mm. Last week we were talking about good old Hitler and what a piece of shit he was. Yep. And this week we're going to continue that for you. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Gets worse. Yeah. So we don't have any business to attend to today. Mm-mm. So we're just going to jump right into it. Yeah. Just a reminder where we left off last week is he had just finished his book, Mein Kampf, mm. his struggle. Mm. I don't care about his struggles. And he um, had published two volumes, one in 1925 and one in 1926. Whenever he, uh, his first year in office in 1933, he had sold one million copies. So a lot of people are reading this book. And I'm telling you what, it's not good. No. It's very boring. Mm. Who would have thought he wouldn't? Good speaker, bad writer. Maybe a good artiste. Mm-hmm. If it was a picture book, maybe you would read it. Something tells me he wasn't good. And as an artiste. He just thought he was the shit. At everything. Yeah, exactly. Literally exactly. everything. Yeah. Yeah. So, okay, George, take it away. So, shortly after Hitler was eligible for parole, the Bavarian government attempted to have him deported back to Austria. So they did know. They were like, bye, bitch. <laughs> Tired of this little mustache bitch. <laughs> The Austrian federal chancellor rejected the request, saying that his service in the German army made his Austrian citizenship void. Hmm. Which is a loophole. Yeah. Hitler Another th- admin error. <laughs> Hitler then formally renounced his Austrian citizenship on April 7th, 1925. After Hitler got out of prison, the politics in Germany had calmed down and the econ- economy had gotten better. Because of the beer hall flop... The Nazi party was banned in Bavaria. Yeah, good call, Bavaria. Mm-hmm. A meeting was held with the Prime Minister of Bavaria, Henrik, held um, on January 4th, 1925, and Hitler agreed to seek political power through democratic channels. This meeting allowed the Nazi ban to be lifted on February 16th. However, we all know Hitler. He's a little bitch. Mm-hmm. And he couldn't keep his mouth shut and gave a hate speech the very next day. On February 17th, and was banned from public speaking until 1927. <laughs> Dude, he's just like a man. He just does what he wants to do. He's a complainer. Yep. They got, how dare they? Yep. Watch this. <laughs> Hitler appointed Gregor Strasser, Otto Strasser, and Joseph Goebbels to organize and grow the Nazi party in northern Germany. Gregory Strasser drove a more independent political course, emphasizing the socialist elements of the party's program. Uh, Hitler meets... My dog's coming down the stairs. Sorry if there's jingling. Uh, She's a little excited. Hitler meets Eva Braun in Munich. Uh, She was 17 years old, or was the 17-year-old assistant and a model for his personal photographer, Heinrich Hoffmann, and Hitler was 40 at the time. Ew. Gross. She's pretty. She looks old. This is probably an older photo. You know, people get old. (laughs) (laughs) Breaking news. Mm -hmm. Uh, October 24th. (laughs) Man, I'm dumb sometimes. Holy hell. October 24th, 1929, the stock market crashed in the U.S. 
as some of you remember. Did so not too long ago. Uh, And it trickled to Germany. Millions were thrown out of work and several major banks collapsed. Hitler and the Nazi party prepared to take advantage of the emergency and gain support for their party. They promised to renounce the Versailles Treaty, strengthen the economy, and provide jobs. Hmm. So, Eva Braun and Hitler started seeing each other more and more, but they kept their relationship a secret, and they did not go out in public. Probably because she's fucking 17. And he's a crazy person. Yeah. If I were her, I'd be like, I don't want to be seen with this guy. How could you see that mustache and be like, yup. Yeah, that's the one for me. (laughs) (laughs) Dude. Man, weird. I wonder how he like... He seduced her? How No, just how the mustache came about. He probably was just like, I don't want to shave there. (laughs) (laughs) It's too much. Too much. Nine, nine, nine. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Elections were held in September of 1930, and the Nazi party won... uh, to win thirteen or eighteen point three percent of the vote and one hundred and seven parliamentary seats, becoming the second largest party in the parliament, Hitler targeted his political messages specifically at people who had been affected by the inflation inflation rate in the nineteen twenties and the depression, such as farmers, war vets, and the middle class. So basically, he was just using the angry people against him people, to yeah. rile them up. Yeah. Even though he denounced his Austrian citizenship in 1925, he didn't become an official German citizen until seven years later, hmm. which means during that time he was stateless, so he wasn't able to run for a public office. September 29, 1931, Gail Rubel, Hitler's half-niece, took her own life with Hitler's gun in his Munich apartment. It was rumored that Gail was in a romantic relationship with him. And Guile's death haunted Paula Hitler, which is Hitler's youngest sister and the last living member of his immediate family. And we talked about that earlier in the first episode. She died in June 1960. Mm. So she made it pretty far. Yeah. She was 50-something. She was yeah. born in 19... Or 19... She was born 1890-something, I think. Yeah. She was 50-something. Mm-hmm. On February 25th, 1932, Interior Minister of Brunswick, Dietrich Klogs, who was a member of the Nazi Party, appointed Hitler as an administrator for the state's delegation uh, to the Reichstrakt in Berlin, making Hitler a citizen of Brunswick and Germany. Loopholes, man. Yeah. There's loopholes. So Hitler ran against Hindenburg in the 1932 presidential election and used the campaign slogan, Hitler over Germany. He was one of the first politicians to use aircraft travel for political purposes and to use it well. Hitler came in second in both rounds of the election, coming in at 35% of the votes. Even though he lost to Hindenburg, the election established Hitler as a strong force in German politics. So I don't know what would have happened if he would have won. I don't know if it would have been worse or better. Right. Because he would have been involved in other things and not... The destruction and genocide. I of a couldn't whole. imagine that it would have been better. Yeah, yeah, probably worse. He had his hands in more stuff. Yeah, and had the power to do whatever. Yeah. So Franz von Papen and <laughs> <laughs> uh, Aldred Hugenberg, two influential politicians, wrote letters to Hindenburg to have him appoint Hitler as leader of the government or of a government independent from parliamentary parties. With much hesitation, Hindenburg agreed to appoint Hitler as chancellor 
after two further parliamentary elections in July and November of 1932. On the 30th of January, 1933, the new cabinet was sworn in during a brief ceremony in Hindenburg's office. The Nazi party gained three posts. Hitler was named Chancellor, William Frick was Minister of the Interior, and Hermann Göring was Minister of the Interior for Prussia. Hitler uh, had insisted on the ministerial positions as a way to gain control over police in much of Germany. Yeah. Hitler worked against the Nazi party's opponents and asked Hindenburg to again dissolve the Reichstag. Reichstag. On February 27, 1933, the Reichstag building was set on fire. Goring blamed a communist plot because Dutch communist Marinus van der Lubbe <laughs> van der Lubbe van der Lubbe was found in an incriminating <laughs> 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 Oh my god, he's broken. That sounds like you reminded me of uh, uh, Eurotrip. Oh. Lavender <laughs> <Club> sex. <laughs> he was found uh, in an incriminating position inside the burning building. Vanderloop was in an incriminating <laughs> position. <laughs> Again, Hitler pushed Hindenburg and he signed the Reichstag fire decree February 28th, which suspended basic rights and allowed detention without trial. The German Communist Party was suppressed and some 4,000 members were arrested. Damn. Ooh. March 21, 1933, the new Reichstag was constituted with an opening ceremony at the Garrison Church in Potsdam. This Day of Potsdam was held to show unity between the Nazi movement and the old Prussian elite and military. Hitler's government uh, brought the Enabling Act to a vote in the newly elected Reichstag. The act officially titled Law, uh, Law to Remedy the Distress of the Peoples and, and Reich. That's a weird... It's German. Yeah. Yeah, it's probably just a... What do you call it? Translation that, issue. That's it. <laughs> I'm having trouble with words today. Um, that gave Hitler's cabinet power to enact laws without the consent of the Reichstag for four years, which could deviate from the Constitution. So they could do whatever they wanted. Yeah, that seems not okay. No. Nope. The Enabling Act required a two-thirds majority to pass. Nazis used the provisions of the Reichstag fire decree to arrest all 81 communist deputies and prevent several social democrats from attending. Yeah, so pretty much they were going to... So there's no chance. Yeah, they're going to pass everything because they're the only ones there. Yeah, that's fucked. Yeah. March 23rd, 1933, the Reichstag assembled to the Kroll Opera House. Opposing sides were shouting slogans and fighting with each other. After Hitler verbally promised party leader Ludwig Kahs that Hindenburg would retain his power of veto, Kahs announced the center party would support the Enabling Act. The act passed by a vote of 441 to 84, Damn. with all parties except the Social Democrats voting in favor. The Enabling Act along with the Reichstag fire decree, transformed Hitler's government into a de facto legal dictatorship. So this is, um, this is a quote from 
Adolf Hitler mm-hmm. to a British correspondent in Berlin, June 1934. It says, at the risk of appearing to talk nonsense, I tell you that the National Socialist Movement will go on for a thousand years. Don't forget how people laughed at me 15 years ago when I declared that one day I would govern Germany. They laugh now just as foolishly when I declare that I shall remain in power. Hmm. What a sassy little bitch. (laughs) After pushing out nearly every other governing party, the Nazi party was the only legal political party in Germany in July of 1933. See, that doesn't seem right. So you're not really winning. You're just the only option. Yeah, yeah. From June 30th to July 2nd, 1934, SA leadership and political adversaries were rounded up, arrested, and shot. That's one way to get rid of the competition. Fuck. While many international communities were shocked by the violence, uh, Germany believed Hitler was restoring order. Mm. Brainwashed. Yep. August 2nd, 1934, Hindenburg died. The day before, the cabinet had passed the law concerning the highest state office of the Reich. This law stated that when Hindenburg died, the office of president would be abolished and the powers were merged to the chancellor. Hitler was now named the Führer und Reichenstagler. Yep. One more time. (laughs) Reichenstagler. There you go. Which meant leader and chancellor. So he was going to take his position. Mm. This meant Hitler was now the commander in chief of the armed forces and immediately after Hindenburg's death, soldiers were to affirm, affirm loyalty to Hitler personally by name, rather than to the office of the commander-in-chief. Yeah. Yeah. So again, he just wanted like instead all of the saying, attention. I am in the U.S. government, I am Hitler. Yeah. I'm, that's creepy. Yeah. August 19th, the merger of the presidency with the chancellorship was approved by 88%. See, and people liked him. Weird. Hitler's leadership style was to give contradictory orders and to place his subordinates in a position where their duties and responsibilities overlapped each other so the stronger one would take over and get the job done. So they put him in opposing sides, so they were fighting against each other to win. Mm -hmm. He wanted to to create distrust, competition, and fighting among his team to maximize his own power. He also did not give written orders but gave them verbally. He would give orders to his close associate, Martin Borman, who he trusted with paperwork, appointments, and personal finances. That's so he couldn't get caught in anything. He could give vague things, and then, well, they just, I said this, but then they just took it to that level. Yep. No, that's what you wanted, bro. Mm-hmm. He, he was calculated. Uh-huh. He knew what he was doing. Mm-hmm. Nothing was an accident. Nope. Uh, August 1934, Hitler appointed Reichsbank President uh Halmar Schott as Minister of Economics and the following year with preparing the economy for war. Reconstructions were financed through MIFO bills or deferred payments, printing money and seizing people's assets who were arrested as enemies of the state. Employment fell from 6 million. Unemployment. Unemployment, I'm sorry. uh, Fell from 6 million in 1932 to 1 million in 1936. Hitler created one of the largest infrastructure improvement campaigns in Germany's history, which led to construction of dams, autobahns, railroads, and civil works. Wages were a little lower in the mid uh, to late 1930s, and the cost of living increased by 25 cents per week. The average work week increased during the war economy in 1939, with the average German working 47 to 50 hours per week. 
Germany hosted the Olympic Games in 1936, where Hitler officiated the opening ceremonies and attended both the Winter Games and Summer Games. I didn't know that either. I knew that. Yeah, I knew that. That's pretty freaking crazy, though. Mm-hmm. Right in the middle of like the Nazi regime. Yep. The whole world came there. Yeah. June 18th. That's where, uh, I'm pretty sure that's where Jesse Owens. Yeah. The Ohio State runner. Yeah. Was, like, broke, broke all the records and I stuff. I think so, too. Fucking Good for him. What a, like, that's, that should be, how's that not a movie yet? It probably is. Probably. But that's fucking, that's insane. That's like straight out of a movie. Yeah. Like that doesn't seem like it's real. June 18th, 1935, the Anglo-German Naval Agreement, or the AGNA, was signed to increase German tonnage to 35% of that of the British Navy. Hitler called the signing of the AGNA the happiest day of his life, believing that the agreement marked the beginning of the Anglo-German alliance he predicted in Mein Kampf. So it's all just to fulfill his own fantasies. Yep. France and Italy were not consulted before signing, directly undermining the League of Nations and setting the Treaty of Versailles on the path toward irrelevance. Yikes. So, I mean, you can't do that. <laughs> you can't do a lot of things he did, but he yeah. just did them anyway. So September 15th, 1935, Hitler presented two laws known as the Nuremberg Laws to the Reichstag. The laws banned sexual relations and marriages between Aryans and Jews and were later extended to gypsies, Negroes, and bastard offspring. The laws stripped all non-Aryans of their German citizenship and prohibited the employment of non-Jewish women under the age of 45 in Jewish households. His policy also targeted children with physical and developmental disabilities in a program called Action Brandt, which was responsible for over 5,000 children's deaths. Holy shit. He's the devil. My God. I didn't know about that. That's awful. Yeah. He also approved a euthanasia group for adults with serious mental and physical disabilities known as the Action T4. Eva Braun attended the Nuremberg uh, concession in 1935, but it is said that she had no hand to influence Hitler's political decision, and he chose... Uh, her as his companion because she would not challenge his authority. Yeah. Ugh. Between 1932 and 1935, Eva attempted suicide twice, so she must not be totally okay with what's going on. Yeah, no kidding. Because of these attempts, Hitler rented her uh, out an apartment. In 1936, she started living in Hitler's Berghof Chalet in the Bavarian Alps, and she enjoyed gymnastics, sunbathing, skiing, and swimming. She had no issues with anything involving the war, but during the Axis powers, she started to turn against him. And, and yeah, she did. <clears throat> yeah. You just don't kill yourself because you're doing gymnastics and sunbathing. <laughs> yeah, you're not happy. That's some internal struggle there. Yeah. Uh, Germany reoccupied the demilitarized zone in the Rhineland March 1936 in violation of the Versailles Treaty. Hitler also sent troops to Spain to support General Franco during the Spanish Civil War after receiving an appeal for help in 19, uh, July of 1936. In August of 1936, in response to the growing ec- economic crisis, Hitler ordered Goring to implement a four-year plan to prepare Germany for war within the next four years. The plan envisioned all or an all-out struggle between uh, Judo-Bashelvism? And German Nazism. October 1936, Count Galazio Ciano, former minister of Mussolini's government, visited Germany to stage a nine-point protocol to extend an olive branch and have a personal meeting with Hitler. 
November 25th, Germany signed the anti-Comintern Pact with Japan, Britain, China, Italy, and Poland. Um, they were all, or I'm sorry, with Japan. Britain, China, Italy, and Poland were also invited to sign, but only Italy signed, and they didn't sign until 1937, so almost a year later. Hmm. Hitler abandoned his plan of the Anglo-German alliance, blaming a lack of British leadership. He ordered preparations for war in the East to begin as early as 1938, but no later than 1943. In the event of his death, the conference minutes recorded at the Hossbach Memorandum were to be regarded as his political statement. He believed that the severe decline in living standards in Germany as a result of the economic crisis could only be stopped by military aggression aiming at seizing Austria and Czechoslovakia. He wanted swift action before Britain and France gained a lead in the arms race. From early 1938 on, Hitler was carrying out a foreign policy aimed at war. That's that's always what he wanted. Yeah. In early 1938, Hitler used blackmail to further his hold on the military by instigating the Klomberg-Fritsch affair. He forced his war minister, Field Marshal Werner von Bloomberg, uh, to resign using a police dossier that showed Bloomberg's new wife, and, uh, showing that his new wife had a record of prostitution. Mm. Uh, General Werner von Fritsch was removed after the SS produced allegations that he engaged in a homosexual relationship. The only reason this happened was because both men disagreed with his demand to make the Wehrmacht ready for war as early as 1938. Hitler took uh, Bloomberg's title of commander-in-chief. He replaced the Ministry of War with... Whoa, this is a... uh, With the Oberkommando der Wehrmacht... Uh, which headed was headed by uh, General Wilhelm Keitel. That same day, 16 generals were stripped of their command and 33 more were transferred for not being pro-Nazi. By early February 1938, 12 more generals were removed. When elections were held in 33, 36, and 38, 90% of the votes were pro-Nazi, and the Nazis threatened anyone who dare vote no. Yeah. So basically, he just like would take anybody he, that didn't agree with him and just remove them. Yep, he strong armed everybody. That's so. It's it's yeah. You wonder why how this happened. Mm-hmm. That's how. Yeah, because people just didn't want to. They just bowed down and let him do whatever. Well, if you went against him, you're just like you can't. Mm-hmm. You, all your power is taken away. Yep. So you can't do anything to stop it. In February 1938, Hitler ordered to end. Um, to an end to arms shipments to China and recalled all German officers working with the Chinese army. In retaliation, Chinese General Chiang Kai-shek canceled all uh, German economic agreements, depriving the Germans of many Chinese raw materials. Hmm. In March 12, 1938, Hitler announced that Austria and Nazi Germany were unified. His plan was to sabotage Czechoslovakia quickly. In April, he ordered the OKW to prepare for Fall Grun, which is called Case Green, uh, the code name for the invasion of Czechoslovakia, but he was forced to call it off because Germany was dependent on imported oil. Not very smart. No, you're cutting yourself off at the head. I yep. mean, China, China's not going to give you nothing anymore, and if you don't have oil, good luck doing anything. This goes back to what you said last episode. He's very dumb. 
He's very dumb, but, <laughs> but he's, he's kind of smart. <laughs> Hitler was selected as Time Magazine's Man of the Year in 1938. That's fucking Can nuts. Can you believe that? No. I did not know that he was on Time Magazine. Yeah, we'll post this cover. It's, it's insane. It's, yeah. So he was selected as Time Magazine's Man of the Year in 1938 after a summit was, uh, was health with Hitler. Held. Huh? Held. Was, oh, I'm sorry. Sorry. Der. Was held with Hitler. Neville Chamberlain, uh, Edward Daladier, and Mussolini were at the Munich Agreement, uh, was signed that handed Sudanland districts over to Germany. Everyone was happy, but um, Adolf was thinking he missed the opportunity to start the war. Yep, he just has to get that war started. And he looks dumb on this Time magazine, just so everybody knows. It, is it a drawing or is it a picture? I think it's a drawing. I was gonna, it looks I think almost it's like, like a, a painting. Mm-hmm. He probably did it. <laughs> probably. <laughs> Late 1938 and early 1939, the economic crisis was no better, and it forced Hitler to make major defense cuts. He held a speech on January 30th, 1939, called the Export Die, where he called for an economic offensive to increase German foreign exchange holdings to pay for raw materials like high-grade iron needed to make military weapons. March 14, 1939, under threat from Hungary, Slovakia declared independence and got protection from Germany. In violation of the Munich Accord, Hitler ordered the Wehrmacht to invade the Czech rump state, and from Prague Castle, he proclaimed the territory a German protectorate. Hmm. Hmm. In 1939, Hitler declared Britain as the main enemy to be defeated. In a speech he made on April 1st, he threatened to denounce the Anglo-German naval agreement if the British continued to guarantee Polish independence, which he perceived as an encirclement policy. Poland uh, needed to either become a German satellite state or be neutralized. He decided it was best to invade and made this the main goal for his foreign policy in 1939 uh, with a goal to invade on August 25th. On April 28th, he made another speech that did renounce the Anglo-German Naval Agreement and the German-Polish Non-Aggression Pact. Um, Some believe that Hitler pushed so hard to start the war because he believed he would die an early death and wanted to go to war because he got too old and would not be taken seriously. I mean, I don't take him serious. So it's all for his Mm self-esteem, basically. That's insane. August 22nd, 1939, Hitler ordered military mobilization against Poland. Then he postponed the attack on Poland from August 25th to September 1st. He tried to unsuccessfully maneuver the British into becoming neutral by offering them a non-aggression guarantee on August 26th. September 1st, 1939, Germany invaded western Poland, being denied claims to the free city of Danzig and the right to extra... territorial roads against the Polish corridor. Britain and France declared war on Germany September 3rd. September 17th, Soviet forces invaded eastern Poland. Hitler instructed two branch managers to northwestern Poland, Albert Forster and Arthur Greiser, and asked them to Germanize their area with no questions asked of how it gets accomplished. Forster had ethnic Poles um, or had ethnic Poles sign a form stating that they had German blood, while Geyser carried out an ethnic cleansing campaign toward Poles. 
Greiser started complaining about Forrester and claimed he was allowing thousands of Poles to be accepted as racial Germans and it would endanger their racial purity. Hitler did not get involved. This was uh, known to be an example of him becoming the Fuhrer because Hitler gave vague instruction and expected his subordinates to work out policies on their own. Yep, so there's no blood on his hands. Yep. In 1940, there was another dispute between Himmler and Greisler, who wanted ethnic cleansing in Poland, but Goring and Hans Frank did not. On May 15, 1940, Himmler issued a memo entitled Some Thoughts on the Treatment of Alien Population in the East, wanting to expel the entire Jewish population of Europe into Africa um, and reduce the Polish population to a leaderless class of laborers. Hitler liked Himmler's proposal and ignored Goring and Frank implementing the policy in Poland. So they just wanted to ship them all to Africa. Mm-hmm. Uh, April 9th, German forces invaded Denmark and Norway. The same day, Hitler proclaimed the birth of the Greater Germanic Reich, which was his vision of a united empire of Germanic nations of Europe in which Dutch, Flemish, and Scandinavians were joined into a racially pure police under German leadership. In May of 1940, Germany attacked France and conquered conquered, uh, Luxembourg, the Netherlands, and Belgium. These wins made Mussolini join Italy forces um, with Hitler on June 10th. France and Germany signed an armistice on June 22nd. Hitler promoted 12 generals to the rank of field marshal during the 1940 field marshal ceremony. On September 7th, the systematic nightly bombing of London began. The German Luftwaffe failed to defeat the Royal Air Force air bases and radar stations in what became known as the Battle of Britain. By the end of September, Hitler realized the air superiority for the invasion of Britain would not be reached and ordered the operation postponed. So they weren't going to get there. Nightly raids, air raids on British cities grew and continued for months, including London, Plymouth, and Coventry. September 27, 1940, the Tripartite Pact was signed in Berlin by Saburo Caruso of Imperial Japan, Hitler, and Italian Foreign Minister Siano. This later expanded to include Hungary, Romania, and Bulgaria uh, that created the Axis powers, which which were basically a group that agreed that had the same enemies and would fight against them. Hitler tried to get the Soviet Union to join, but when he could not talk them into it, he ordered preparations for the invasion. Yeah, so he was just going <laughs> to invade you if you didn't agree with him. He was bitter. Yeah, just a little. In early 1941, German forces were deployed to North Africa, the Balkans, and the Middle East. In April, Hitler launched the invasion of Yugoslavia and then the invasion of Greece. In May, German forces were sent to support Iraqi forces fighting against the British to invade Crete. Violating the Molotov-Ribbentrop Pact of 1939, June 22, 1941, over 3 million Axis troops attacked the Soviet Union. Fuck. That's, That's a, lot, a of people. lot of people. Yeah, I don't even know like what their population is. Uh, yeah, but 3 know. million is a lot. The intent was to destroy the Soviet Union and gain control of its natural resources, basically not for themselves, but just so none of their enemies could have it. Mm. The invasion conquered a huge area, including the Baltic Republics, Belarus, and the West Ukraine. Belarus. 
what did I say, Belarus? Yeah. <laughs> it's like a hotel in Las Vegas. <laughs> Belarus, excuse me. <laughs> By early August, Axis troops had advanced 310 miles and won the Battle of Smolsk. Hitler ordered Army Group Center to temporarily halt its advance to Moscow and divert its panzer groups to aid in the encirclement of Leningrad and Kiev. His generals disagreed with the change, be it that they'd already moved within 250 miles of Moscow. The pause gave the Red Army an opportunity to mobilize fresh reserves, and some historians believe it was the major factor that caused the failure of the Moscow offense, which resumed in October 1941 and ended disastrously in December. During the crisis, Hitler appointed himself as head of the Oberkommando de Heers, which was the highest command in the German army. Imagine that. So you can just like appoint yourself to whatever. Yeah. And the king of the world. On December 7th, 1941, Japan attacked the American fleet at Pearl Harbor, Hawaii. Four days later, Hitler declared war against the United States. And that's a big no-no. You don't do it. Do not fuck. No, with the red, white, and blue. Do not fuck. (laughs) 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 On December 18th, 1941, Himmler asked Hitler what he wanted them to do with the Jews of Russia, and Hitler replied to exterminate them as partitions. Partisans. Partisans. (laughs) (laughs) I got you. I'm bad at reading sometimes. Historians say... That this is the closest order they have from Hitler on the genocide that was carried out during the Holocaust. Yeah. January 20th, 1942, the Wannsee Conference was held by Henrik Himmler and Ricard Heydrich and 15 other Nazi officials where they planned the extermination of the Jews. Hitler was recorded saying, We shall regain our health only by eliminating the Jews. Even though there was no direct order, his public speeches, orders to generals, and the diaries of Nazi officials show that he authorized the extermination. He kept talking about his prophecy of 1939 being fulfilled, which predicted the annihilation of the Jewish Jewish race. In February of 1942, he was recorded saying, shooting everyone who even looks odd. Jesus Christ. When asked when the easiest way to carry out the plan to exterminate. What a piece of shit. Pretty much. He was just the devil. Hitler approved the Einsatzgruppen, Mm. uh, which which were the killing squads that followed the German army through Poland, the Baltic, and the Soviet Union. By the summer of 1942, Auschwitz concentration camp was expanded to house a larger number of uh, deportees for killing and adding uh, to their workforce. At the end, there were 23 main concentration camps, but those camps also had satellite camps. At one point, all the concentration camps that existed came to a total of 1,000. And I did not know that there were that many. I didn't either. I had no idea. Some camps were only for extermination, while many were work camps. And the Holocaust, you know, is something that we're touching on because Hitler is the reason that it happened. But the Holocaust itself needs its own episode. Yeah, I agree. So we're not going to touch too much into this atrocity that happened now, but that's something that we will cover in a future because it, it, there's too much. That's a, that's going to be very heavy too. Yeah. It's and it's, uh, awful, I remember yeah. learning about it in eighth grade and then going to DC for the eighth grade trip and going to 
the museum and I was just so like you know your kid and all your friends are doing whatever and I was just so sad like and they gave you a passport that showed like a person and then at the end you could see if you made it out or not and I don't think mine did and it's just it's so sad it's like one of the most silent museums you'll ever go to it is because everyone that goes there just like it's like sorrow it's not yeah it's not a feel good place. It's awful. It's, and, yeah, it's very. Oof. And it was for for no reason. Like yep. that's the worst part about it is there was no reason that that needed to happen. Yep, it's awful. Oof. Between 1939 and 1945, the SS was responsible for the death of at least 11 million civilians, including about six million Jews and 200,000 to 1.5 million Romania people. Most people who passed in the Holocaust were gassed to death in gas chambers, but many died of starvation, disease, or exhaustion. The Nazis also had a plan to reduce the population by starving the people through a hungry plan. Food supplies were diverted to the German army and German civilians. Cities were ransacked, and the land was allowed to return to the forest or be resettled by German colonists. This plan could have led to the starvation of over 80 million people. But the plan was half-baked, like a lot of his shit, and, but it still brought the death toll of the civilians and prisoners of war who died to an estimated 19.3 million people. That's insane. Yeah. Ugh. Hitler and his policies claimed the lives of over 2 million non-Jewish Polish civilians, 3 million Soviet prisoners of war, communists, political opponents, homosexuals, mentally and physically disabled people, Jehovah's Witnesses, Adventists, and trade unionists. He never spoke out in public about the concentration camps and was said to have never visited one. Isn't it crazy that, like, all this stuff happened, like, only 80 years ago? Yeah, it's really not that far away. It's really not that far away, and I feel like we've come so far where there's still a lot of, like, racial issues and, you know, and people feel the way that they feel, and and your thoughts might be different than mine, but, you know, I think that this is something that is really important that we can't forget about because it could happen again. Mm-hmm. And that's why I always like to quote, um, oh, what's the show with uh, Blake and the three guys? Workaholics. Workaholics. He says, if we don't watch the History Channel, we're doomed <laughs> to repeat the History Channel. Dang. And while that's funny, it's very true. Like, you need to be like... <laughs> Known what's going on and what happened, so this terrible shit never happens again ever. I did not think we'd be talking about workaholics on, <laughs> on the, on the. <laughs> that one just that quote just touched me in some way. <laughs> All right, so uh, late 1942, German forces were defeated in the Second Battle of El Alamein, thwarting Hitler's plan to seize the Suez Canal and the Middle East. The Suez Canal that's pretty important. Mm-hmm. So it's probably pretty good that he didn't win because that would give that gives us stuff. Gives everybody stuff. It's like the whole world. Yep. Hitler was overconfident with his early victories and became distrustful of his army high command, began to interfere in military and tactical planning because he just can't leave his hands out of it. He's gotta get in there. Uh, December of nineteen forty two and January of nineteen forty three, Hitler's repeated refusal to allow their withdrawal of the Battle of Stalingrad led to almost or led to the almost destruction of the 6th Army. Over 200,000 Axis soldiers were killed, and 235,000 were taken prisoner. That's insane. Where would you keep all of them? That's a lot of people. That is. They were defeated at the Battle, the battle of Kursk, 
Hitler's military judgment became more erratic, and Germany's military and economic position deteriorated, along with his health. Following the Allied invasion of Sicily in 1943, Mussolini was removed from power by King Victor Emmanuel III after a vote of no confidence in the Grand Council of Fascism. Marshal Pietro uh, Badalgo? Yeah. Uh, was <laughs> I really question myself? Yeah, it was was placed in charge of the government and soon surrendered to the Allies. Through 1943 and 1944, the Soviet Union forced Hitler's armies into retreat along the Eastern Front. On June 6, 1944, the Western Allied, Allied armies landed in northern France in one of the largest naval operations in history, Operation Overlord. What a sweet name! Mm-hmm. That's pretty cool. You can call me Overlord. You ever seen that movie? No. Is it good? Yeah, it's about the Nazis were trying to make like a uh, super soldier. Oh, so yeah. So they would like take apart people and like put crazy stuff oh, in them. Oh, really? But this, it's like about... Oh, that's like Captain America. It's about a U.S. force that gets dropped, like their plane gets shot down. Mm-hmm. And they're like behind enemy lines and they sneak into like this bunker. Mm-hmm. And that's where they're defeating it. Yeah. So they're basically like Nazi zombies. What? Yeah. Crazy movie. Is it real? Like, are they no, really Nazi zombies? No. Okay. But it was a good movie. Huh. Many German officers concluded that defeat was inevitable, and that continuing under Hitler's leadership would result in the complete destruction of the country. Now they care. Yeah. Between 1939 and 1945, there were many plans by many people to assassinate Hitler. The most well-known plot was on July 20th, 1944, and came from within Germany. Part of Operation Valkyrie, have you ever seen that movie? I haven't. It's a good one. Involved Klaus von Stauffenberg planting a bomb in one of Hitler's headquarters, the Wolf's Lair at Rastenburg. Hitler narrowly escaped because staff officer Heinz Brandt moved the briefcase containing the bomb behind a leg of a very heavy conference room table, which took most of the blast. Hmm. Later, Hitler ordered savage retaliation that resulted in the execution of more than 4,900 people. You should see, I, I didn't post it, but I should have the picture of that room after it was, the bomb had gone off. It It's amazing that he's alive because it is blown apart. Really? Like, yeah. By late 1944, both the Red Army and the Western Allies were advancing into Germany. Hitler decided to use his remaining mobile reserves against the American and British troops that he believed were weaker. December 16th, he launches the Adrenus Offensive to take away the unity among the Western allies and try to convince them to join the fight against the Soviets. After some small successes, the offensive failed. In January of 1945, Hitler spoke on the radio in quotes, However grave is the crisis may be the moment, it will, despite everything, be mastered by our, our unalterable will. Whoa. What a, what a wordsmith, that it's guy. It's just his will. Yeah. Hitler believed that Germany's military failures meant it had forfeited its right to uh, survive as a nation. (laughs) Hitler ordered the destruction of all German industrial infrastructure before it could fall in the hands of its enemies. Minister of Armaments Albert Speer was told to obey the order for the scorched earth policy, but he never did. Hitler's hope was to negotiate peace with the U.S. and Britain was encouraged uh, by the death of U.S. President uh, U.S. President Franklin D. Roosevelt 
on April 12th, 1945, but there was no peace negotiated. Yeah, so he thought, well, now that Franklin's dead, I can smooth this over. No, bitch. <laughs> yeah. Nope. We, we saw what you did. We ain't gonna do nothing. We do not negotiate with terrorists. No. On April 20th, 20th, his 56th birthday, Hitler made his last trip from the Führbunker, which is the leader shelter, to the surface. In the garden of Reich Chancellor... Chancellor... Literally... <laughs> <laughs> Chancellery, yeah, which had been destroyed, he awarded the Iron Crosses to boy soldiers of the Hitler Youth who were now fighting with the Red Army at the front near Berlin. He was in denial about how terrible the situation was and placed his hopes on the undermanned and under-equipped Army Detached Steiner, commanded by Felix Steiner. Hitler ordered Steiner to attach the northern flank of the salient which the german ninth army was ordered to attack northward in a pincer attack pincer attack is whenever you attack from both sides mm-hmm. on april 22nd during a military conference hitler asked everyone to leave the room except for key players and went on a rant about the treachery and incompetence of his commanders and admitting that everything was lost he said that he would stay in berlin until the end then shoot himself of course he blamed it on everybody else mm-hmm. on april 23rd the Red Army had surrounded Berlin. Goring sent a telegram saying that because Hitler was isolated, that he should assume leadership of Germany. Goring set a deadline after uh, which he would consider Hitler incapacitated. Hitler responded to this by having Goring arrested and in his last will and testament on April 29th to remove Goring from all government positions. He wasn't ready yet. <laughs> the bitch. Yep. <laughs> At April 28th, Hitler discovered that Himmler, who had left Berlin on April 20th, was trying to negotiate a surrender to Western allies. He ordered Himmler's arrest and had Hermann Fegelin, Himmler's SS rep, shot. After midnight on April 29th, Hitler married Eva Braun in a small civil ceremony in the Führbunker while he was informed that Mussolini had been executed by Italian resistance movements on the previous day. How romantic. Yeah. April 30th, 1945, Soviet troops were within a two or within a block or two of the Reich Chancellery when Hitler shot himself in the head and Braun bit into a cyanide capsule. Their corpses were carried outside to the garden behind the Reich Chancellery, where they were placed in a bomb crater, doused with petrol, and set on fire as a Red Army shelling continued. Uh, Garned Admiral Karl Donitz and Joseph Goebbels assumed Hitler's roles as head of state and chancellor. Mm-hmm. What a little scared bitch. Yep. I just can't stand this guy. <laughs> no kidding. <laughs> Berlin surrendered on May 2nd. The remains of Joseph and Magda Goebbels, their six children, General Hans Krebs, and Hitler's dogs were repeatedly buried and exhumed. Hitler and Braun's remains were alleged to uh, have been moved as well, but there's no evidence. In 1946, the remains of Goebbels and others were exhumed again and moved to the Smirsch units, uh, then new facility in Maidburg, where they were buried in five wooden boxes on February 21st. By 1970, the facility was under control of the KGB and scheduled to be relinquished to East Germany. A KGB team was given detailed burial charts and on April 4th, 1970, secretly exhumed as the remains of 10 or 11 bodies in advanced state of decay. The remains were thoroughly burned and crushed, 
and their ashes were thrown into the Burditz River. Bye, Felicia. Yeah, it's like, fuck these people, fuck these people. (laughs) They don't even deserve a place in this ground. Okay, so that was a lot. Mm -hmm. So Hitler had health problems all throughout his life. Some researchers believe he had irritable bowel syndrome, Hmm. skin lesions, irregular heartbeat, coronary sclerosis, Parkinson's disease, syphilis, giant cell arthritis, and tinnitus. God damn. So he was just a fucking mess. He was also described as a neurotic psychopath. No. I could have told you that without (laughs) any kind of anything. And historian Robert G.L. Waite suggests he suffered from a borderline personality disorder. Not shocking. Nope. While some believe that these illnesses could have caused his behavior, historian Henrik Eberle and Hans Jomik Newman says he did not experience any pathological delusions and was fully aware of his decisions and what he was doing. Hmm. He was too calculating. I would get yeah. it if he was just like crazy off the rails all the time. But he wrote a fucking book. He planned everything. Yeah. In the 30s, Hitler turned into a vegetarian and did not eat meat or fish uh, from 1942 on. At parties, he would give details of the slaughter of animals he had seen to deter people from eating meat. When he was slaughtering people. Right. All the time. He's uh, He's picture perfect for PETA. He also stopped drinking alcohol shortly after his vegetarian diet started. He was a non-smoker for most of his adult life, but he did smoke heavily when he was younger, for smoking 25 to 40 cigarettes a day. That's nuts. That is insane. He quit because he said the habit was a waste of money and encouraged people to uh, people close to him to quit, offering them a gold watch. Hitler started using amphetamine occasionally in 37, but became addicted to it in the late 40s, um, hence the more erratic behavior. He was prescribed... 90 medications during the war by his personal doctor, Theodore Morel. He also regularly took amphetamine, barbiturates, opiates, and cocaine. Later in life, he had tremors in his left hand and had a shuffling kind of walk. No shit. In the last few weeks of his life, he was diagnosed with Parkinson's disease, which maybe was the reason why he really shot himself. You know, because he's like, oh, I'm dying anyway. Maybe. Might as well. By the time Hitler committed suicide, most of Germany's allegiance to him had passed, and not many people were that sad that he had passed away. Yeah, not me. Yeah, nobody. Most historians, philosophers, and politicians describe Nazis as evil. Yeah, I would say so. Definitely. Many European countries have have criminalized the promotion of Nazism and the Holocaust denial, as which they say the Holocaust was a hoax, which I don't know how the fuck you say that. Yeah, a lot of people are... Well, and that's what they say about, like, this cancel culture, that they're trying to erase history by not talking about it anymore, which I can see both sides of it. Like, especially, like, for slavery and stuff like that, like, having a general who is a terrible person to slaves. I mean, it's... As bad as it was, it was a piece of history, and Mm -hmm. we should remember it so then we don't ever go back there. But a lot of people, like, they don't believe that the Holocaust really happened. But these are the same people that don't believe we went to the moon and all, you know, people are going to think what they want, whatever. After the end of the war, there were rumors that Hitler and Eva actually escaped and were alive after some alleged sightings of him were brought, brought forth. Some of the conspiracy theories for this is that Hitler and Eva escaped to Argentina 
living in a remote spot near Lake Nahuhupa, which is outlined in the book Grey Wolf, The Escape of Adolf Hitler. At a press conference, Soviet leader Joseph Stalin said he was living in Spain or Argentina, which was false information and created a major uproar. <laughs> they escaped to Berlin, or the chancellery sent the SS away for a time when they came, whenever they, their bodies, they were taking their bodies out. The chancellery sent the SS away. When they came back, the bodies were burning, so there was no one really there to verify that the bodies in the grave were really Eva and Hitler's. Hmm. So I don't really know. I'm hoping he died there. I would say he's dead. He deserves to be he burned to. alive in a yeah. in a pit. I mean, I think that the gunshot wound was way too easy. Yeah. Um, but then there's a picture that we'll post later about like what he could look like if he was. He just has a bigger mustache. And <laughs> and he shaved Glasses, his head. Yeah. So, so that is Hitler. Yeah. We, our sources were biography, history, historianhit.com, wiki, and timesofisrael.com. Yep. So he was an awful guy, but it is interesting to go through how this all happened. Yeah, because it's just a guy who knew how to talk to people, essentially, and had bad, um, bad intentions. Well, that's the scary part about people being in power, is like, he wanted to be in power so badly that he got there and then... Anybody that went against him, he just like was like, nah, fuck you. Well, nobody could do anything to stop him. Exactly. That's like the problem with giving people power is they take, you give them an inch, they take a mile. Mm-hmm. It's like you, they, it's just like a snowball. Yeah. They just change into something that yeah. they might not have if they were just a regular person. I mean, he went from being homeless, yep. painting watercolors <laughs> yeah. to killing millions and millions of people. And so crazy. And it's just like the Manson thing. Like he probably didn't kill anyone. Maybe. No, but his, but his he told people to do yeah. it. He was not innocent. Right. No, no. Cause if he wouldn't have been there and if the fear wouldn't have been there, that if I go against him, I'll die. Yeah. You know, and that's the that's the struggle with a lot of these like SS guys more mm-hmm. for like the Holocaust episode. But you know, they wanted to to hang these guys up, and and that's a tough one because yes, they did do horrible things, but they were led to believe that this was the right thing to save their country. I don't. It's a very it's hard. It's very very hard because I can see both sides of that too. Well, that's the thing with him is like you go, you just say one wrong thing and you're like in prison. Yeah, or I'll shoot you in the head. Yeah, it's just like it's nuts. Yeah. So let us know what your thoughts are on old Adolf Hitler. Um, and we will in the future be doing an episode solely on the Holocaust to. Give that the proper go that yep. it deserves because it's way more involved than just a paragraph. Yeah, yeah. So, all right. Well, we hope you all liked this episode. Please like, share, subscribe, mm-hmm. and we will see you next time. Bye. Bye. Bye.